to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you can open up with me, let's go ahead. Let's open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Again, the title of our message is Love Works. I kind of shared how we're passing out the door hangers. Let me see if I have one of those. We're, we went to Seal Beach. Well, actually, we went uh, yesterday. We went with Stefan and Alex, and, and uh, Yvette was there with us. And I'll tell you, when we talk about love works, when you just choose to be used by God, it's just amazing how just God shows up in a special way. Uh, I just had so much fun. My, actually, just the fellowship with, with Stefan and others that were out there with us, it was just, it was, I don't know if this happened to you, but it was just like, this might, I mean, don't mean to sound too spiritual here, but it was like we were walking on a cloud. I mean, we were just walking. It was just like God's presence was just there in a special way. We prayed over the door hangers, and obviously I've been talking about this uh, with the door hangers. There's an invite to the church. There's a, a gospel track, how to know Jesus or how to know the Lord, an invite to the labor of love, uh, a Jesus DVD, uh, the, the, the Jesus film, and I'll tell you, I wish we had more conversations. We had conversations with different people out there, and I just truly just sense just God just saying, I love people. And the different people that we were talking to, just, you know, we were just loving on them. One of the conversations that really stood out, there was a man and his family, and we told him about the labor of love. I think he said, I heard about the labor of love, and then we told him more, and he says, we're definitely going, and this and that. And, and we just were just making small talk with him. And as we're making small talk, he mentioned something about, uh, there's, uh, you know, I, he says, I find that there's like, you know, 25 good people out of one bad or something like that. And, and in my mind, biblically thinking, I'm thinking, no, the Bible says there's not one good, no, not one. So I'm ready to use the Bible and say that. And then Stefan, it was so great. He just said something just all loving and just, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, God, that's how you want to respond. You just want to respond in love. And I'm so used to, and the, the fact is, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'm so used to using the word, using the word, using the word, using the word, and we can't stop using the word. And faith does come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, it's so important. But I believe it's so important to realize who you're ministering to. And in this case, you know, I would have just slammed shut a door. I mean, I would have, because I was just ready to say, you know, you know, you know, there's not one good, no, not one. And then, you know, and it was just, but I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit, like just, I, almost like an angel went like this with my mouth, like, <laughs> Faith comes not one good, and it just stops. And the Lord spoke to my heart and says, yeah, just, just love them. Just, just love this person. And we just sat there and we just kept loving this person and God's love was demonstrated and he's excited. He's gonna bring his family to the event and all that. And he's gonna hear the gospel and he'll, you know, perfectly he'll accept Jesus and he'll come to the Lord and, and God will just work in a special way. But, but love works. They say people don't know how much you care until they, no, excuse me, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you, you care. And I find in my own life, the people that we minister to, I always ask, Lord, give me your heart for that person. They'll know that we're his disciples by the love we have one for another, right? By our love. It doesn't say the 
They'll know that we're his disciples by how well we know the Bible, even though it's so good to know the Bible. They'll know that we're his disciples by how well we pray, even though it's so good that we know how to pray and we're in tune as we talk with the Lord. It doesn't say that they'll know that we're his disciples by how much we go to church, even though it's so awesome that we go to church and we should always go to church. But it says that they'll know that we're his disciples by our, our love the love we have for one another. So with that, let's stand if we can. I'm just gonna read out of 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Don't you love this chapter? 1 Corinthians 13, verse one, Paul the Apostle writes, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I have the, give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And Lord God, as we talk about love, we just pray that, Lord, I pray that as we look at your wonderful word, that we would desire to be more like you. And Lord, as we look at the topic of love and how love works, Lord, we just pray that Lord, you'd give us ears to hear. Lord, through these verses, Lord, I pray that you'd give us application that we might apply your word in our lives, that we might know, that we might understand what's your spirit, what you're saying to the church today, Lord. Give us those ears that we might hear. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you. Paul the Apostle, he's, he's writing to the church in Corinth. And what's interesting, in chapter 12, he's talking about the gifts, the gifts and the the different gifts of the Holy Spirit. But then as he closes out chapter 12, he says, but I'm gonna show you a more excellent way. And the more excellent way is love. So he's saying, you know, you you have gifts and the the church in Corinth had many gifts and he's, you know, saying you you have all these great gifts but I want to show you a more excellent way and the way is love and then, so with that he says, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels but have not love, I've become a sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. In other words, I'm just going to make a bunch of noise. It's just going to be sound if it's not motivated by love. And the church in Corinth, I'm sure many of them spoke in tongues. And he's saying, well, you can speak in tongues, that's great. But if you're speaking in tongues and you're, you're, not, you're not showing love, or if you're able to speak many languages even, and it's, if it's not in love, that's, it's going to be just an empty sound. Love. Though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith that I can remove mountains but have not love, what does it say? I am Nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, 
And though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. I believe in the church, the mistake we can make is when we see someone that's real gifted, we would think, wow, that's a sign of spiritual maturity because they're, they're just so gifted. They might be gifted musically. They might be gifted as preaching and all, in, in all these different gifts, and that's wonderful. All those things are good, but sometimes we gauge their, their spiritual maturity by their gifts, but... but the text that we're reading here, it says, no, the gauge of spiritual maturity is really love. Because if you're gifted and you have all these gifts and you even have faith that you can remove mountains and that's, you know, you're able to have this great faith and these great things happen and people might be in awe of you, but if it's not in love, then it doesn't really profit anything. You see, everything that we do, and as we went out on the streets and we're passing out the flyers and talking to people, if, you know, the great thing, if it's motivated by love, it's powerful. If we're doing it to, you know, I'm out there just earning points, you know, God says I gotta do this and I gotta share with people and I'm gonna do this, you know, because God says so. And, and it just, it, it doesn't really profit anything. The motivation is I'm saved by God's amazing grace. He loved me. He, he loves me so much. He forgives me of all my sins. And that's what motivates us. And that's when it's powerful. And I believe we need to be careful when we, we you know, judge things based on giftings. Giftings are great. And we talk a lot in this church about use our gifts, use our gifts. And I believe, you know, what a blessing to be a part of a church that, that many people are using their gifts for the plays and for, uh, we're gonna have over 300 volunteers. Some say even over 400 volunteers we're, we're, we're hoping to get for the labor of love. That's a lot of volunteers. And that is wonderful to be used by God and to use our gifts and to use our talents. But as we go into this labor of love this Saturday, do you believe it's this Saturday, it's labor of love? I know, didn't we just do it last week? (laughs) But let's keep in mind, it's a labor of love. I remember the first year we had the labor of love. We didn't know what we were doing. It was our first time. And it was like, do this, do this, don't do that. And I mean, the stress of not knowing what you're doing was a little bit overwhelming. We made so many mistakes. We made people mad and people are upset. And we had people say, you idiots don't know what you're doing. It's like, yeah, that's right. We don't know what we're doing. That's why we need help. This is our first time. And it's always good to be reminded why we do what we do. Do we do it because we love God? Is that our motivation? Because when we get to heaven, that's what's going to count. Otherwise, it's going to profit us nothing. We could, you know, I see the, this whole thing. We're going to stand before our maker one day. We're going to stand before our Lord, and we're going to be in all of his presence. And, and you know, there's going to be a great reward ceremony that's going to take place. And, but it's not going to be based on all that we did. It's going to be based on mostly why we did what we did. And there's going to be some people, I believe this, that we're going to think, wow, when they get to, they're going to take so much time because they're going to get so many rewards. And there's going to be some people where God's going to say, well, you really didn't get much here because all that was for you. And then there's going to be people that we're going to see, they're going to have all these great rewards. We're going to think, I don't even remember that person in church. And then God's going to like say, yeah, that's right. They did it all for me. Everything they did, they did it all for me because they did it out of love. It's so funny. We went to Trader Joe's. And Brenda, I, Brenda usually coordinates all of the, the labor of love, and so she's not here because her, her daughter just had a grandbaby, or her daughter just had a baby. She, has, she just had a grandbaby, and just a beautiful thing. But we are just like scrambling to make things work here, to get everything together, you know, and we're all kind of working together and everything. Well, one of our parts, we just had to pick up some bags from Trader Joe's, and so we had to get 40 of these bags, right? So 
So 40, so we, my wife and I went there for the work party to get these bags, and so we, we went to one of the shelves, and there only had so many, another one only so many, so we went to the last place that they had them, and we, were, we needed 40, but then there was only like 30 of them, right? So then we finally found another spot that had like about 10 more, so you know, my wife saw it, so she's grabbing to get the rest of them, and a guy, this is just the craziest thing. I mean, who gets a lot of bags like these? I don't, don't usually people just get one, right? Well, the young kid comes up while she's looking at him and puts his hand on it and he goes, he goes like this and my wife goes, oh, how many do you need? And he goes, oh, I need five of them. And I'm like, honey, no, there's only about 10 left. Don't give him five. I'm thinking this. I didn't say this. <laughs> and she's like, five. She goes, oh, here. And she hands him five. And I go, honey, we don't have enough. And I go, how many do we have? We got 35. I said, we're five short. You just gave away our bags. <laughs> And I was, I had to check my heart. I was like, why did you, I go, honey, why did you give away, we, it was like, you know, almost something, God had just enough bags sitting for us, and you gave away five of our bags. And she says, well, he was there first. I go, no, I watched the whole thing. You, he, <laughs> you were on your knees, you had your hands on it, he reached over top of you, he put his hands, and you said, how many do you need? <laughs> And I had to check my heart because I'm talking on love and I'm thinking love, you know, but puts people first and all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm like, Lord, and I had to literally stand there and in Trader Joe's, not out loud, but to myself, I'm Lord, forgive me. My heart's not right right now. I want my bags back right now. <laughs> Fair's fair. Those were our bags, but Lord... And I had to repent. And then all of a sudden, listen, repentance is so great. When you realize you're lacking love, I just said, Lord, I'm lacking love. Forgive me. I'm, I'm upset at this young kid and all this. This is crazy. And God just flooded me with his love in my heart. I'm like, now I don't care about bags. I'm like, oh, well, we're five short. And then we asked the lady, do you have any more bags in the back? And she says, well, let me check. And then she brings out, actually, she brought back these bags. And they look a lot nicer. So we got nicer bags for... <laughs> And I realized God was probably saying, I want to give you the nicer bags, the nicer looking bags. And I, I, wanted to, I want to bless you guys, but I want to first test your heart. What motivates us? Gifting is great, guys. It's great to have faith that you can remove mountains. It's great that you have knowledge and you can prophesy. All those things are wonderful. Those are gifts from God. But if they're not motivated by God's love and the love for God's people, then it's really nothing. It adds up to zero. And it's a reminder for us today that all that we do, again, I'll repeat myself, all that we do should always be motivated by love and God. I love what Paul says to the church there in Thessalonica. He said, 1 Thessalonians 3.12, and he says, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love. Love to one another and to, to how many people? All. And then what does Paul the Apostle say? Just as we do to you. Paul the Apostle saying, I want this thing called love to increase in your life. I, I want it to abound. I, I want it to increase. If you're a note taker, the word abound means to cause one to excel. I want love to excel in your life. I want it to increase in your life. But Paul didn't say that and just say, I want you to do that. But he says, you know, and if you want to see an example, Paul said, I'm an example. That's how I do. That's how I am with you. As we talk about love, I hope we all understand this, that love comes from God. 
We can't love apart from God. God is love. We're told that in 1 John 4, 16. We read it in our scripture reading. God is love. And my question is, is God living in your life by his Holy Spirit? And and if God is living in your, your life by his Holy Spirit, you have all the resources you need. You have God's love in your life. And he wants to pour out his love in your life. He wants you to increase in love. But love is a choice. But if you're here today and you're like, well, I, I don't know if, what do you mean, God inside my life by his Holy Spirit? Well, well, let me say it this way. God wants to come and fill you with his Holy Spirit. And God is love. And God wants to shower us with his love. And, and you can't stop God from showering people with love because God is love. And that's what he does. He showers us with love. You might go outside and say, you know, I'm going to put up an umbrella because I don't want to get wet, you know, but it, you can't stop the rain. It's still going to rain. Same with God's love. You, you might say, well, I don't believe in God's love. Well, it's still raining down. His love is still coming down. Or you might say, I'm just, you know, I'm just walking a life of my own and you're living in sin and you, you've got this umbrella of sin. Well, God wants to, you to, wants to take away that umbrella of sin and he wants to shower you with his love. God is love. And for the believer here today, I just want to say, when we go to the cross, there's forgiveness at the cross of Calvary. The enemy loves to use condemnation in people's lives and condemn people. And I love what the Bible says, there's therefore no no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. And, and see, I think many times, you know, people are just, you know, they're, they're under condemnation. They're under lies. And God wants to just shower you with love. He wants to pour out his love into your life. And he wants you to walk in love. Because you, when we go to the cross and we confess our sins to him, he's faithful, he's just, he forgives us our sins. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And then we can walk in love. God is Love. And God wants to pour out his love into us and into our hearts. It's God's love and kindness that leads us to repentance, amen? Let's look at verse four. Let's go back in our text. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Love's not prideful. Love's, love puts others first you know that's a daily thing to do to to choose to put others first the more I walk with the Lord the more I realize how selfish I can be I don't know about you (laughs) self and God say no I I want you to be kind I want you to suffer long I I want you not to envy I, I don't want you to be prideful and puffed up I don't want you to parade yourself I don't want you to behave rudely I don't want you to seek your own I want you to seek me first and I want you to put others first I'll tell you when we put others first in our lives God takes care of our needs do you know that? I'm always amazed how that works. You you put others before yourself and God's like, okay, I'll take care of your needs. And what can happen is we get so self-occupied and so self-focused where where we isolate ourselves. We're not not, focused on the needs of others and helping others and then we become depressed or we become angry, we become critical, we become all these crazy things and and God's saying, "I, I want you to take your eyes off yourself and I want you to put your eyes on others and I want you to help others. And then our selfish self says, well, what about me? And I believe it's an act of faith. Seriously. 
We help others. We take care of others. And then God says, I'm going to bless you. Husbands, putting your wives first. Wives, putting your husbands first. Esteeming them more highly than yourself. And I, you know, I got tested on that even last night. I was just, we went out and did the saturate thing, put it out, the the flyers and all. And because of the labor of love, I was just so behind and putting a message together and all this. And I'm finally, I didn't get home. I don't even know what time we got home. And I didn't start anything. And I'm usually way ahead. And so we're home and I'm ready. And I got the computer out. I'm ready to put my notes together. And my wife's like, honey, uh, they've got an open house in our neighborhood. I really want to go see that house. And I'm like, I'm teaching on love and put others first. <laughs> Seriously, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm teaching on putting others first. And I just wanted to say, honey, no, I can't. I don't have time. You go. And I was like, okay, let's go. And inside I'm like, Lord, you better help me with the message. Lord, you better help me with the message. <laughs> and that motivation wasn't even good. You know, it's because it's like... <laughs> Seriously. But I was blessed, and it was just an awesome time when we, we really put others first. When we say we put our needs aside, God's truly, and I, I can testify of this, He takes care of our needs. This is so awesome. Something just happened, and just, I am just so elated. The McDonald's, uh, Craig and Chris McDonald's, they, they contacted Michelle Steele, uh, that's our, our state representative, our state uh, supervisor for District 2, for this district. Right, we voted. I voted for her, Michelle Steele. Well, they contacted her and they were telling her about the labor of love and how it's a great community event and how it just is, you know, reaches so many people. All this kind of stuff and saying that you should get involved in this and all this. And they were contacting them and and so, you know, long story short, you know, they were asking that they should show up and all this stuff. Well, they wanted to talk to me, so I called up their office and I talked to her assistant Tim and, and it was just a great conversation. I mean, just we just clicked and everything and told them more about the labor of love. Well, basically, what we're going to do is. The state of California is going to recognize the labor of love with a certificate, an award, presenting us an award for our achievements and all we do for our community. Is that just a great thing? And I'm like, it's almost like every year God is like flexing his muscles to me. It's just like, it's like he's showing us, you know, it's like we're loving on people. We're, you know, we've got over 300 volunteers and what are we there for? We want to love on our community, share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to give to our community. We have people doing free haircuts, people doing face painting. We've got people, you know, doing all kinds. We've got a petting zoo for the kids and all this at no charge. And why are we doing it? Because we love God and we love our community and we want to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our community in a loving way. We want to, you know, share great music with them and we want to just pour out our love upon them. And God is like, you know, you can't outgive me. Last year, we had the flyover. Remember the Air Force flyover? We had three planes flying over and we're like, uh, really, God? You know, our event, you're doing an Air Force flyover? She says, really? And this year's like, okay, we had three planes. This year, we're going to give you four planes flying over. And the state of California is going to recognize this and give you guys a certificate or an award for your service to our community. Is that just amazing? But it's love. It's putting others first. I love this. This is our our verse for the labor of love. Hebrews 6.10. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love. That's where we get the name. Let's slow down a second. 
God is not unjust to what? Forget. Can I tell you today, God does not forget your labor of love and your work that you do, that you show in his name when you minister to his saints and you do minister. In other words, can I put it to you this way? God sees all that you're doing for him. He doesn't forget it. The Bible says, even if we give a glass of water to a child in the name of Jesus, great is our reward when we get into heaven. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.